why are all the Miyazaki movies just so frustrating? Why was this one frustrating? Listen. This was a delight. The I, I'm starting to understand more and more about Studio Ghibli movies. <sighs> Is it Ghibli or Ghibli? I don't know. It's Ghibli. I don't believe you, but that's okay. The... The thing that I've come to understand about it is that Studio Ghibli movies are made for children and not for anyone else because they teach you things that are good to teach children. But when you watch it as an adult, you go, none of that is how that should happen. And it's just... So disappointing. Specifically in this case, because the last one, Spirited Away, was just a fucking freak drug show the whole time. But Howl's Moving Castle was more engaging, more interesting, more entertaining, overall better for me, personally. And then it got to the end, and... Everyone's bad decisions had almost actual consequences. But then they didn't. Because nothing can actually go wrong in a children's movie. And that's the rules. This is City Wave Cinema. That's America. I'm James. And we watched Howl's Moving Castle. Also, nothing can go wrong in a children's film. You've clearly never seen a Pixar movie. Well, nothing goes all the way wrong. I've cried more times at Pixar than anything else in my life. Not even me? You don't make me cry. That's right. I'm the best. So, Hal is a wizard. Yes. Portrayed by Christian Bale. So good. He's pretty good. He's pretty good at the whole voice acting thing. I, I think he's quite good. I love Hal. He did great. So much. Why do you love Hal? You bitched about him relentlessly during this movie. He's pretty. Every single time you said words about Hal, it was something insulting. He's you were, pretty. You hate that guy. He's pretty. He has fuck ugly bangs. What do you mean he's pretty? He's pretty. No. Do I need to get dangly earrings for you to look at me like that? Shit. Oh, He's shit, pretty. I do need to get dangly earrings. I didn't... Okay, that was a joke. It was a meme, but I guess we figured it out. <laughs> Howl's castle moves. It crawls around on four legs. And it's the least structurally sound thing I've laid eyes upon in any media ever. It's very steampunk. It's... It's... It's like... First generation type of steampunk. And it just doesn't, it's so grotesque to look at. I, I don't know. You didn't the, like the castle? I think the castle was fine. I, I was really confused. So the, the movie starts and you, the castle's crawling around the countryside. As and, it does. And then, and then you get to a town. In, in which you might, as I do, try to establish what the era or year or technological state of things is. And it's really 
really confusing because the technological state of everything is that they have trains, strange flying ships of varying methods, uh, donkeys still carry stuff around, there's mean girls, and there's a crab castle that just wanders the countryside. Crab castle? That's what my note says. We have trains, planes, burrows, mean girls, and a crab castle. And that's the movie. Sophie's it doesn't coworkers. Look like a crab. It it walks like a crab. It just that's the sound it makes. If it were an animal, it would go. Now we've watched another movie on this channel that does a much better crab movement, and I would be remiss if I didn't remind what you of movie? the crab dance. Oh my god! I don't know if that's true. If I'm honest, the crab dance. Oh man, that's that's hard. That's difficult. That's what a crab moves like. You you demonstrated for the live audience of what that crab movement looks like. And I think they liked it. Anyways, the technology of the world is befuddling, and I don't understand it. Moreover, there are wizards who can just do stuff. And so witches. I like. The technology is moot and irrelevant no matter what. So, whatever. The movie opens and, and we go to a plain old-fashioned seamstress. It's a hat shop. Yeah, but she's sewing at she's the hat a, shop. She's a hatter. She's not a hatter. Someone owns the hat shop and it's not her. She it, is an apprentice hatter. It was her dad's. Well, then he's the hatter. And He's she's dead. the seamstress. He's dead. She took over the shop. She runs the whole shop? Mm-hmm. They didn't explain that properly. I just thought she worked for her mom who owned the shop. They. That's how they established the shit. They do. The sister talks to her, and she's... when In their conversation, she says, I'm the oldest, like, it's my responsibility. And the sister's like, you should really go do something for yourself. And she's like, cool, I'm going to go back to the hat shop now, because Dad loved the hat shop, so. Sophie sucks. Um, <gasps> pardon me, that movie made me sleepy. Oh, my God. So Sophie's in the hat shop, just doing her thing. And then her mom and coworkers slash sisters, I don't know. It wasn't explained. Uh, just a bunch of mean girls who say mean comments to each other, uh, like stepsisters of old, um, all scatter to the winds to go do activities in the outside. It doesn't matter. They just leave. And they were like, Sophie, come with us. And she was like, no, I think I'll work instead because Sophie doesn't know what fun is. Um, but to be honest, I wouldn't blame her for not wanting to go hang out with those people. Eventually, she f leaves, she closes up the hat shop, and decides she's going to walk to her sister's place of business, which is the bakery. She's going to go see her sister at the bakery, where she is on the way, she is approached by and horrifically threatened by some extremely pervy soldiers. Correct, Amuna. Like, ham-fisted as hell. They were just creeping it up, big time. So, Hal appears out of nowhere, because that's how wizards do, 
and saves her from these soldiers and they start walking down the way and she tells him where she's going and he's like great by the way i'm being followed and then out of the walls and the everything come the ink demons um bendy was there and he did a scream and hit you with the crowbar uh <laughs> so i it, it it's very complicated. Nothing makes any sense. Hal's just sort of like operating like business as usual. And he gets to the very end of an alleyway where they're definitely going to be pinned down and probably murdered. And teleports, not teleports, he just floats about 45 or so feet in the air. And they just start walking. And they continue on until Hal drops her off at the bakery and fucks off. Yeah. And then... He said he was going to escort her there. He escorted her He did, he did her everything there. he said he was going to do. I can't knock him for it. Uh, then the fucking... Uh, she's talking to... Sophie's talking to her sister. Uh, In a and, conversation James apparently did not pay attention to. I uh, did not. It didn't matter at all. Um, it was something about the lore or whatever. But... The, the sister is there, and she's like, no, don't be like the way that you are. And Sophie's like, I think I'll just continue to be like the way that I am. Goodbye. And then leaves. Uh, only to get back to her hat shop. Uh, and then, bing, bang, boom. The most heinous, offensive to my eyes witch walks through the front door, escorted by her shadow demon babies. Uh... She got 17 necks, and she's just awful to look at. Sophie is like, get the hell out of here. Will you get the hell out of here? Get the hell out of here. And she says, no. And then she leaves, because nothing can make sense. But before she leaves, she bestows upon Sophie, via a violent, in-your-face, drifting maneuver... A terrible curse. Now, some rules are established fairly quickly about this curse. Uh, it changes Sophie to look old. And also, she can't tell anyone that it's a curse. And that's all of the rules that are established about this curse. Yep. So later, when the curse starts getting weird... I don't know what to make of that. All I know is, somewhere in the book, it is explained in more detail. And we are going to run into a Harry Potter issue of, the book explains such and such and such, but the movie didn't have time for that. And to that I say, simply do it instead. So... Did you read that in the trivia? Yeah. I know more about the curse from the trivia than I do from watching the whole movie. Well, wait, how do... I, I, I think... Have you read the book? No. Okay. I think I understand. Like, I think I understand from watching the movie, but now I'm curious as to what you know. Because now I want to know if I'm, I've been right for God knows how many years. Okay. Please hold. Ramble about the movie for a moment so I can find what I was reading. Oh, yeah. The person that's having issues breathing and talking. Um... I love Howl's Moving Castle. It's my brother's favorite uh, Hayao Miyazaki film. It's not my favorite. My favorite's Castle in the Sky, so maybe we'll watch that one next. 
Uh, but this is very easily one of my favorite movies ever. I love Howl's Moving Castle. I've watched it so many times. It takes place in like a setting that I love with the steampunk, but the Victorian and I don't know. It just hits all the right notes for me. Um, I didn't find it confusing or anything. It kind of makes sense to me, I guess. Um, that's why I'm curious to see what James has found, because I want to see if I've been right this whole time, or if I've just been an insane person. Uh, what else? I don't really have anything else to say. <laughs> like I said, I've been having issues breathing and talking, so... So, so the curse is that she has to look old for whatever reason. I can't figure out why the... Which fucking cursed her. Because Hal expressed interest in her. And as we all know, uh, the witch wants Hal's heart. And she's mad that he never gave it to her and mad that he dumped her. And so she's out on a revenge vendetta against Hal. Okay. Well, Okay. So, two things. Okay. Sophie's a witch. What? In the book, Sophie is established as a witch who can talk things to life. So, the movie varies. Now, is the scarecrow we meet in a few minutes actually the missing prince? Yes. I'm going to say no. Not in the book. Not in the source material, because Sophie talks the Scarecrow to life. Some of the moments that make her powers obvious are when Sophie rescues the Scarecrow and he gets deeply attached to her, as well as when her hair gives Calcifer extraordinary strength, even while Hal is absent. Calcifer repeatedly singles her out, confirming that only if it is her performing the action will he be able to live on and Hal will be able to accept his heart back. Sophie is able to keep Cal's... Hal's heart and Calcifer alive through her inherent powers, Sophie, being a witch, also has significant power over the witch's curse, only she doesn't know about it. In her sleep while she is dreaming and during deeply emotional moments when she is upset or happy and completely in love with Hal, she turns back into her younger self, being able to undo the curse by accepting and embracing herself, giving in to her own innate power. See, that's which what is established I, in the book. See, that's what I always thought, is it was like the curse was lessened when she was... Like, loving herself, because that's what I thought, like, the motto of the story was. Like, so when she was feeling confident in herself and who she was, that's when the curse was starting to lift. And then, as far as the powers, like, I guess that makes sense looking back on it, but I always just thought it was the power of love. Oh. She is also the one who defeats the Witch of the Waste along with her own fire demon in the book, so... The Okay, so anyways, she gets this curse and eventually she she just tries to keep herself calm, which is one of the things I was really like happy about in the movie was cause like instead of just having a total panic moment, Sophie is like just grounds herself immediately and is like, okay, it's not that bad. We can figure this out. It's not that bad. 
we can figure this out and just sort of lives in this tenuous flow state of like, it's going to be fine. I can manage. It's going to be okay. What I also made note of is the ever-present vile hatred that wizards have for other magic users will always bring collateral damage, which is a trope in most fantasy. Um, you can see it across the board. You see it in Lord of the Rings. You can see it in... Uh, shit. You can see it in the Chronicles of Narnia. You can see it in all kinds of fantastical high fantasy source material. Wizards are cursed... Wizards and witches are cursed with the non-stop desire for more and more innate power. And in obtaining this power, they always, always, always have to do damage to people around them. Because reasons, right? So, I can't knock... This is also made in, like, the 90s or some shit. Oh, no, this was 2004. Mm -hmm. Howl's Moving Castle is 2004. Yeah, it's one of the later ones. I can't knock the movie for living into that trope of like the 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 biggest villains in the movie are Madame Suleiman, Hal himself, and the fucking uh Witch of the Wastes. Witch of the Wastes. Those are the villains. They're also the main characters. Sophie is just sort of there. And if Sophie is a witch and just doesn't know about it, then she cannot fall into the curse of doing damage to people around her in her quest for power. And really, Hal doesn't really do that either. He puts people in danger because he doesn't want responsibilities, uh, which is a total trope as well. I also think he did that when he was younger, which is how the whole Calcifer thing happened, was he was seeking more power, and then... I think him consuming Calcifer is what made him a wizard. You don't think he was a wizard before that? There's no evidence to the contrary. What we do know, based on the movie, is when Hal was young, Calcifer fell out of the sky, hit him on the head. Hal took Calcifer in his hands and said, awesome, and then ate him. And then his heart came out of his chest and it was on fire. And that was Calcifer. And that and now Hal is the greatest wizard that there's ever been. And I think there's a correlation there between consuming a magic demon and becoming the greatest wizard that there's ever been. But his teacher, the lady, the royal lady. Suleiman? Yeah. She says that he was her apprentice okay. before consuming Cal. And after Did the she demon say that? Yeah, after the demon consumed his heart is when Basically, he went off the rails and could no longer be, like, her successor. Did I just not watch the movie? <laughs> like, you're saying stuff, and I'm like, I don't remember any of that happening. They were all during conversations. I didn't, I didn't watch the movie. Uh, I was just in the same room as the movie, apparently. So, Sophie wakes up the next morning still just old as hell. Uh, and complains about being old, which is fair. Uh, her mom comes to check on her to see if she's gonna, like, go do, go to work. Uh, which was another solidifying thing for me that, like, her mom owned the hat shop. 
and she just worked there. Who knows? Who it, I don't. That's for sure. Um, so Sophie tricks her mom into leaving her alone. Then she goes into the kitchen, packs a knapsack of bread and cheese because this is high fantasy, and we've still got to have no concept of what to pack for road trip snacks. I know you would survive on bread and cheese on a road trip, America. You would be fine. Didn't Ellie also pack bread and cheese in The Last of Us? No, her, what? They made her a sandwich and they gave her bread and cheese. They made her a sandwich that had chicken in it. They also sent her with bread and cheese. I don't remember. Nothing is real. Everything is made up. I'm so tired. Um, Sophie hitches a ride out of town and then hikes up a mountain at 80 years old, tries to get a walking stick, talks a scarecrow to life. Yeah, she finds turnip head. She does find turnip head. Uh, then makes mention that she needs a cane. The scarecrow fucks off and then chases her down, which does not surprise her at all, but does bother her. She's annoyed at this. Uh, and the scarecrow gives her a cane, which he found somewhere. And it has the face of a bird on it. And I'm not going to lie to you. I thought for sure that cane was going to speak. I thought that cane was going to talk. It was going to say words. And it was going to be a tertiary character. But no, it did not. And it was not. Uh, so then... She continues up the mountain, and she's just getting cold and miserable because she's old, and it's cold and miserable uh, because she has a plan of sorts. I don't know what that plan is, but she has a plan of sorts. I believe, in my heart of hearts, that her plan is to go find the witch in the wastes and be like, fix me! Or any witch, like, or any wizard, because the... When she walks by that house, he's like, there's nothing but witches and wizards that way. And she's like, okay, bye. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Either way, she gets all up in there and it's cold and miserable. The scarecrow goes to find her a place to stay because she asks it to. Uh, and when it comes back, it leads her directly to Howl's Castle. And then she chases down Hal's castle, which is wild for someone who's suddenly 80 years old, and manages to get on the doorstep and gets inside where it is insanely quiet. Then she falls asleep in a chair after making a deal with the fire demon to break his spell. Because I guess, I guess Calcifer didn't want to be consumed by Hal. No. But... Sort of got used to it anyway. It's more like he's bound to Cal now, or to Cal is bound to Hal now, so he can't really do anything until he can move the castle sixty miles to the west. Yeah, but he can't be free of his own accord until Hal takes his heart back. Like Hal's heart is what's keeping Calcifer bound to this plane. And is what is giving Howl control over Calcifer. Hmm. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot to take in when there's no one doing exposition for you. Um, so Sophie falls asleep in the chair after making the deal with the fire demon to break his curse. So she would break. So he would break her curse. 
and she sort of wakes up when Markle rolls up. Oh my god. <gasps> Jesus. Oh man. That movie really did just pull all of the energy out of me. <laughs> so Markle is just he's a child wizard apprentice. Yes. Who lives in the castle with Hal. Yes. And uh Markle also does basically all of their money gathering practices. Yes. So they have a front door that does portals via mechanics and wizardry. And the castle is one of the doors. The other door uh, the other doors, one is black and it is for Hal's inner no no place. Um <laughs> please don't ever call it that again. It's for Hal's big sad time extravaganza. Um, one of the doors is for inside the capital city, and one of the doors is somewhere else in the same town that uh, Sophie's from. So, what? No. No? He doesn't make a door in Sophie's town until later on. I don't know. They don't name any town except for the capital city, and that's just the... The yeah. other one is the shore shoreside town, like the ocean side town. So there's the ocean side town, the capital city, the wasteland where the castle actually is, and then Hal's Hal's deep sad pit of despair. Um Yes. So they start just Calcifer basically acts as doorman, letting Markle know who who is uh knocking at the door, or rather which door is getting knocked on. And that we just have a fun little bit of changing the doors around and Sophie coming to the realization that she is in a place that's way fucking cooler than anywhere else she's ever been. Uh, oh, by the way, the fire, it sounds suspiciously like Billy Crystal. Isn't it him? Yeah, it's Billy Crystal, but it just sounds suspiciously like him. If you didn't know, Billy Crystal is in this movie. So is Josh Hutcherson. He plays Markle. No way. So is Jenna Malone. She plays Sophie's sister. So is Christian Bale. I he knew plays, Christian Bale was there. He plays Hal and also Batman. Batman does make a brief appearance. And there is a moment where Batman does show up about four years prior to Batman being on the big screen. Um, yeah, Markle's got this sweet cloak. That when he puts the hood on and he wipes his face, he just grows this giant beard and he looks like a dwarf. Mm -hmm. And he talks in a deep uh, voice. Uh, uh, and it's hilarious. Um, got fucking portal doors. Uh, Hal comes back from his uh, doing Hal things. Um, and Sophie just straight up tells so many lies to him and no one calls her on it. Uh, no, Markle knows that she's just a random vagabond in here. Calcifer knows that he's got to deal with her, but she's still just a random vagabond up in here. And she's like, Calcifer hired me to be the cleaning lady. To the most, like, notorious wizard in all the lands, whose rumors are that he eats the hearts of fair maidens. Facts. Which, I don't know how that came about, because he doesn't do that. Actually, I do know in the book, because he does in the book. But, uh, 
it's neither here nor there. I just think it's rather brazen for her to just be telling, like, bald-faced lies to the greatest wizard ever. Well, the greatest wizard ever knows what's in her pocket. Like, come on. Um, I mean, Hal knows she's lying and is just kind of like, yeah, all right, but I have a theory about okay. all that. Well, my theory is because he knows. He knows it's Sophie. Because Sophie went back and yelled at Calcifer uh, and Hal to find her in the future, and that's why Hal went and sought Sophie out, and that's why she's on the house, or in the castle in the first place. Listen, we got we got all muddled up with time travel at the end of this movie, and it, it just threw a wrench into everything, and it became very bothersome all at once, but I was too tired by the end of the movie and all the colorful things that I saw that I just could not bring myself to fathom it anymore. Um, it's a very pretty movie. Why is Hal turning into a bird? That's like his wizard form. Why can't... why? Okay. There's not set or established rules for this in the film. All we know is what Calcifer tells us, and that is that some wizards can't turn back once they've gone into their weird form. Basically, the way I've always understood it is because Howl is tied to the castle, mm -hmm. the more magic he uses outside of the castle, it's kind of like the Santa Claus. Like He only has so much, and the more he expels, the more he loses himself because his heart is inside of him. So he can't do things from his heart. With his heart's fire! Um, so... He, that's why he has to always come back and take a bath and, like, do a bunch of potions and have Calcifer basically rejuvenate him with his own heart so that he can continue being Hal. That's how I've always understood it. I don't know. They don't say any of that. They, but what they do say is that m most wizards just turn into beasts. A lot of them. that's how it is. A lot of them sold their hearts to the king. That's why they're beasts. Fucking sellout bitches. But Hal's, which also might be another theory as to why Hal put his heart somewhere else. So that he couldn't be Controlled, over. yeah. Well, he does like his freedom. He's very Jack Sparrow-esque in that way. He's also, okay, Hal has so many character flaws, and that's great. We love a protagonist with flaws. That's realistic, and it's nice. Um, Sophie's flaws are that she is bipolar and insane two different things she makes bad decisions because she's insane she's also bipolar because she has uh two different modes one is i don't know what to do with my hands or my feelings and the other is you shut the fuck up and listen to me and those two modes of sophie do not interact together for the whole movie it never happens. But anyways, Hal uh, comes back like a night or so later. We were treated to a nice little section of movie where uh, Sophie just commits to the bit and cleans the shit out of this castle. Um, and to be fair, it was filthy. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. I, Markle was living in abject poverty at this point. Um, so 
she cleans the hell out of the castle and it's it's great that everyone's super stoked about it all even calcifer's like look at this she left me logs right here for me to get for me this is great everything's wonderful i'm not relying on anyone it's freedom yay um and then she goes and, and cleans his bathroom which is also a heinous looking mess uh however that room uh which no one told her is uh that way on purpose uh, because apparently that's where Hal goes to receive his rejuvenation treatments in the form of every potion and hair dye known to man. I mean, to be fair, it's like that organized chaos thing where, like, the person who makes the chaos knows where everything is, and yes. if you move it, then they can't find it. Yes. I'm that person, so. Yes. And so she cleans it, and then Hal, like... Takes his bath after he gets back one night in his mostly raveny form. And he takes his bath and somehow, like, doesn't notice, like, before he takes the bath. Well, I, I would think he would, but he doesn't. He doesn't notice before he takes the bath. He's also, like, always comes in, like, on the brink of, like, death. So he probably just gets in there and starts, like, muscle memorying his way about and then. Well,. So he gets in there and then waits till the following morning to come wake Sophie up and be like, what did you do? Why did you do the thing with the thing? Why did you clean like you have been for the whole time? This is terrible and horrible. I'm ugly. There's no point in living. And you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. How? Whoa. You vain motherfucker. Whoa. I'm ugly. There's no point in living. That shit's crazy. Out of nowhere, from the seemingly so confident and debonair howl, to just be like, what's the point of anything? Uh -huh. And then Sophie, like, howl just breaks down in front of Calcifer, like, sitting on his chair, his skinny white boy ass, sitting there, <laughs> looking like fucking white Gandhi with all his ribs out, uh... Did you really? <laughs> I did, I did. I was like, oh man, no wonder America likes Hal. Looks like me if I took my shirt off. So, oh, you didn't put that together, did you? You just figured that out right now? The long hair, the earrings, the frame. I built you Hal on accident. You're welcome, motherfucker. <laughs> A little embarrassed by your little fantasy ship you got going on? You lucked out. <laughs> you married Howell on accident. <laughs> I don't sound like Christian Bale, but I do magic. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, the, uh... I had jokes. Just... No, no, I had <laughs> jokes lined up. I was ready to, like, go in on, like... <laughs> on Hal being a vain bitch? No, on you, like, you, like, I was like, do you feel represented? Do you feel seen? Like, I was like, I had all these things lined up, and instead you just full-on flipped the fucking table and threw it at me. Uno, oh, my God. Uno reverse card, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hal's sitting in his chair in his bath towel, and he just starts summoning the dark ancient spirits, which we've never seen before and will not see again, by the way. Uh, and, like, the shadows start creeping on the walls, and there's, like, horrifying imagery everywhere, and 
he's he turns into a slime monster for some reason and he just becomes like longer and more gangly god damn i really am like him aren't i and he just like turns into a slime ooze who's like there's no point in anything uh it's like me when i'm sad uh and Sophie has an episode of her mood swings where she's like, like panicky a little bit and is like, uh, it's going to be OK. It's fine. We'll make this work. You look good the way you are. And is trying to be helpful. And then he's just like non-responsive. And she goes, well, fine. Fuck you. And she runs out into the rain in like furious rage that he didn't immediately respond to the things that she was saying. I've I haven't been pretty my whole life. Go yeah, on. she just she just is like fuck you. I haven't been pretty the whole time, which is patently false, and also just like abandon I mean, ship immediately. I get it, but like, I mean, they did like on purpose make it very clear that her character was very plain. She is, she's plain, but that doesn't mean oh my god, it doesn't mean not pretty. <laughs> it's not what that is. Anyways, uh, she scampers off into the rain and is just out in the rain as an old lady and is just sad. And it's like, okay, uh, all right, we get it. And then she just continues to be sad and the scarecrow man pops over with an umbrella. He has a name! Turniped's pops over with an umbrella and is just holding it over her head. And then she's like, you know what? You're right. And then turns around and goes back inside and is like, get your bitch ass up. We're putting you in the tub. And I just don't understand where she turned from the person she was to a new person to a new and more different person on the way back into the castle. It's very confusing. There wasn't like a defining thing that happened or an idea that she said out loud that made it different. She just like changed her mind all at once. And I'm like, you know what? That's how real life works. So like, that's cool. I was that, about to say that your inner monologue doesn't ever always make it out of your mouth. So, you know, you could just think to yourself, fuck this. I'm going to go make that bitch better. I was about to say, I, especially in this year, like I can definitely relate to like Sophie in that moment of just being like, no, we can do this. We can do this. And like. Just coming up against a whole wall and being like, you're right, everything sucks. I've never been pretty. Has a full breakdown, takes that moment, gathers herself, and is like, oh, fuck yeah. All right, let's go put him in the fucking tub. Like, And then she just goes back inside and is like, I'm going to fake and take care of your ass, you fucking asshole. And then Hal just proceeds to spend the next 15 minutes of the movie being the biggest bitch. Just... Oh, yeah, because then he doesn't want to go baby. to the park. I don't want to go do my responsibility. I signed an oath, and I don't want to. And I'm fine now. I'm pretty again. Somebody loved me, so I'm not suicidal anymore. Dude has issues. A little bit. A little bit. He's got, he's got issues. Where am I in my notes? I don't know, you went off on a tangent about Howl for a little bit, so... Uh, I have, like, 20 notes left. I am over halfway through. You want to call this one here? Now that we've had this revelation about Howl and your interests? Why'd you bring it back? Be because I think it's hysterical. No. Yeah. No. I'm gonna learn how to talk like Christian Bale. You didn't have to at me like that, bro. You didn't have to. No, but I did, and it was fun. All right, we will return. Post haste. Yes, that.
I don't know if we're gonna even do the. Are we gonna run a poll? Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Shit.